Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. Your host, Chris and Deepom here. And we're here for another poll list. Uh, it is the end of October, I think. I think it's October yes. 2020. You know, the days run together and it's just it's really hard to keep track of time. But here we are. We said we would do this. We are here. Talk poll. Let's talk about the things we've been reading. Um, it's going to be good because uh, I've gotten all the way caught up on what Scott Snyder is doing over there in D.C. So we're going to have a, a good talk about that leading into the D.C. future state stuff. Um, so uh, I guess we'll start with the first thing um, outside of the big two Marvel and D.C. and outside of or even outside of like the, t- the typical Marvel stuff. Because sometimes I talk about Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything outside of those that you want to bring up? Um. A couple. And it's not as many. Again, I, I, I feel like I give this caveat every time. We're superhero guys. We grew up on superheroes, and that's where our interest is going to lie initially. And even when I look at my books outside of it, it's still like in the vein of stuff I grew up on in licensed properties. Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue, I think 111's out now. They've done some things that I didn't... They've gone ways the turtle stories I didn't expect to go. So like one of the big status quo changes is yes, there's a fifth turtle now, but that's because parts of new york city got mass transmutated into what's basically a mutant town and so now you've got the turtles less in the setting where they're hiding the shadows and more where they're like pseudo celebrities hmm. it's interesting and it's an interesting kind of look it's a 110 excuse me um interesting look at the mythos i've and i've really enjoyed it um yeah and then of course La- the ninja turtles last ronin is coming out next week i believe 71 alternate covers for this I was to say I didn't know if that was had it already come out yet, or they were waiting on that one. I, I, I as someone who has already repurchased it, I am waiting for it uh, with bated <laughs> breath. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a story from Eastman and Laird. It is a, a story they they bandied about talking about doing in the late '80s before everything got optioned off, and it's going to be awesome. I, I think it's going to be awesome. The advanced reviews are all good, but this is one of those things where it's kind of like it's like Miracle Man. You know, it's been built up so much in the mythos, it's almost. How does it look to this? Like, how could right. it ever? Right. Um, also, outside the big two, or I guess off the main road, the big two, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, issue 55. I should probably pay more attention to the numbers I'm, um, I'm reading. But it's, again, a, a, a property that is easy to not take seriously being taken seriously. And I promise you, people, I've been so caught up on things. Next time we have a pull list, we will discuss this because I did. I'm making slow progress. I, I have finally, I've gotten the books. <laughs> I just have not had <laughs> to read them yet. So they are on my tablet. So we are, we are slowly We're getting to that point. We're working our way to this part where we can have a discussion. So hopefully the next time we have a poll list, early uh, 2021, we will be talking about uh, these Power Ranger books because I, I did at least get them. <laughs> and I, I'm just going to say I can vouch for them. Like if, if all the, the things that you've heard about these books that the critical darlings are like the, like Kyle Higgins, who wrote Nightwing for a long time, does a really long arc on Power Rangers. Like it's very good. Like it's being taken seriously by the company. And um, yeah, I would uh, advise anyone to read that. What are you reading kind of outside the big two? Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I bought the Power Ranger, but didn't read him. So you. not technically out of big two because technically it is Marvel, but I'm still reading Star Wars books. So I think I, I said this I last. I too have made your move on the Star Wars books. I bought some of the trades. Okay, yeah, I and... have not read. Them. <laughs> right. So, so um, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I caught up, mostly caught up, and finished the Dr. Aphra stuff. I think I've finished it. I might be, like, really close to finishing it. So, 
that was really good. Obviously, I'm still reading the new Darth Vader books. So this is the third Vader book uh, they've done. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Emperor is uh, back to torturing Vader. And um, oh, man, I just say, you know, for all the talk of people talk about the movies and things like that. And even even I'll say that's even the cartoons. If you're not reading the comics, though, like nothing tops this stuff because goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so there's going to be a very special between two palms coming out this week ahead of the Mandalorian release because Susan watched Rebels and Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, I know where you told me about this. Yes, and I'm having to talk her down. Like you cannot be disdainful. People who just watch the movies. You can't do that on a podcast. Not in 2020. And so she's turned into one of those. Like it's, but it's like it's one of those. It's just one of those things that like. You know, when I look at people that argue only about the movies, and I'm just like, but there's, but you guys really, it's just one of those things like, but you guys realize that all of you guys are wrong, right? Like, <laughs> like, you only, you, you only, you're arguing about the, you're arguing, you're arguing about the original versus the prequels versus the, the new, the new trilogy. That's where your argument lays. That's what you're looking at. Come on, guys. Come. If you ask, why is Darth Maul alive during Solo? Susan has feelings for you. Right, right. It's just like, come on. I'm gonna have him, I'm, I'm gonna have her temper them. I'm not gonna let her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think you should because she. It's. No. I think it would be different coming from somebody who's not one of us. You know, I think it's different to have somebody who who finally who sees and goes like, wait, this is what these people are doing. Like, I think. It, I think it needs to happen. I think. I think. You know, let, let Susan free. <laughs> let her yeah. free. Yoni puts Ahsoka in the Mandalorian season two. Yeah, my wife would be the happiest human being on earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, like seriously though. I mean, again, the cartoons are great too. So if you're not watching that stuff, you need to be watching that. Especially, especially if you call yourself a Star Wars person. If you're not doing that, or if you're one of those people that only read um the uh the extended universe stuff but haven't picked up any of the new stuff i know there's a lot it, just like what happened when marvel um when marvel got bought by disney everyone's like oh marvel's got the dc pro oh they're gonna ruin it and they're gonna do all this stuff I'm like no actually they've made it so much better and so much coherent because there's a straight line there each of this each each of the vader books takes a time period where you're kind of when you think back to it and if you've only seen the movies you go you're right what was vader doing at that time we've seen like three weeks of vader's life yeah. Between those three movies. Right. Right. And, you know, and so, you know, this book here takes place after Empire. So I think the first one took place after uh, I read the one Hope. that I read the one after New Hope before Empire, right. where Boba Fett find tells him who the, the pilot was. Yes. So I've read that yeah. those books. Yeah, that which, was and that was um Karen Gillian. That was yeah. yeah. And you know what I think it is? I think that for we're talking if you're talking like the bones of the series, like the prequel trilogy and that narrative stuff, you need those cartoons. If you yeah. want to be fleshed out with the original trilogy, we're talking comics now. Yeah, you, you got to because it it adds so much like stuff. For in. the new ones, it might be those novels that drop. Well, yeah, what well, is that? And then also, like I've been I've been finally going slowly getting back and caught, catching up on because we talk so much about Jason Aaron and what he did with Thor, but mm -hmm. Jason Aaron also wrote that hell out of a star wars the star wars book for a long, long time <laughs> so i'm catching them on that stuff as well and like you said the the comics are what give you like when people go oh yeah no the original trilogy is my trilogy i'm like well no it actually kind of sucks because they leave so much stuff out 
the books, the, the comics that, are, that, that Marvel's putting out right now fill in all of the gaps. All of the gaps, all of the, um, the, uh, 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 the plot holes. Like, how did Luke become a Jedi Knight? Like, how did he... He wasn't doing anything. Like, you don't see him doing anything in the fucking movies to make him a Jedi Knight. How the fuck is he a Jedi Knight now? It's like, you get all that stuff in the books. And they explain it, and there's like... It's like you always used to say, the best part of the Star Wars movies are the scrolls. Yeah. Show us what happened in the scrolls. And then this is what ha- they're showing you what happened. Right. Right. And, 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 and this is the thing. It's just one of those. It comes. I'm not gonna, I swear I'm not going to get into my Star Wars versus Star Trek rant. But like, it's one of those things that the thing that hurt Star Wars is the fact that it, it was it was movies first. And when you're movies first and you have something that's that rich and you're and you're trying to then build something that lasts as long as it is, you eventually at that point need to fill in the gaps because a movie's only two, two hours, two and a half hours at the max. You're not going to be able to fill in everything you need to do, you know, <clears throat> Zack Snyder. Um, you can't do that just in the movies, right? You, you need to have the supplementals there. Star Trek. I'm not had doing a, the Snyder thing, but that's right, Wednesday. Right, this right. Is, I'll be, I unfortunately, unfortunately, it'll be Wednesday. We were so fucking close. Um, he knows he's watching. God damn it. God damn him. Um, Star Trek like started off as TV. And while there's still stuff that you can fill in the gaps, but because you have a TV and you're doing, they were doing like 20 episodes a season, you can it fill in. Flesh, TV, yeah. yeah, you can fill in and flesh those characters out, right? You can fill in some of those plot holes, especially in the later, the later shows that really became more, um, more connected in there and weren't just dro- dropping like disconnected episodes every time, right? They're way more. Like you look at what we're doing with Star Trek Discovery. They're down now to, to, to what I think is 16, 10 to 16 episodes. I can't remember how many episodes is in a Star Trek Discovery season. But, you know, you're, you're filling in and you have all this time to kind of flesh these characters out until what you think is potholes are really coming in later on. You don't get that with Star Wars. And Star Wars kind of blew up. You know, there, when you think about back to the 70s and everything that was coming out around that time that kind of looked like Star Wars and kind of sounded like Star Wars, everybody's kind of making, like, everything's kind of making the same thing. It just so happens that Star Wars was the thing that caught on. So now you got to keep it going, and you can't just do that in movies. You have to flush that out somewhere else, and that's where you get things like The Mandalorian, you get the cartoons, but then you also get the books. And the books have gone back, the comics have gone back and really kind of fleshed that stuff out and show you, like, the, where I'm seeing it now is, this gets you in that mindset of why Vader would turn on the Emperor later on. Because Emperor's right. a dick. God damn, he's an asshole. Right? It's like, you get, you get where that, quote-unquote, portrayal comes from, and where you get, you know, um, Vader coming back to light, if you will. And it's not that stupid, cheesy, well, he saw his son, and he decided to, he's gonna be like, no, 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 fuck that. Like, that, get, get the fuck out of here with well, that. It's also, Give like, your- if, you don't, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, the fall of Anakin doesn't really matter to you. Right. Right. But once you've been through Clone Wars, you're like, oh, no. Like, it's, it's, ah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's. I need to read the comments, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. Like I said, the Vader books are good. The, the Star Wars books themselves are good. And he, like I said, the supplementals are all there and good as well. Like, even um the uh, Darth Maul book they had was only four issues, was, was a good book, right? To give you the, to give you the insight into some of these characters and who they are and how they're acting the way they are and things like that. So. Um, that's been my, my big thing out of the, the big two. So, um, um, I guess this is kind of, it's still in the big two, but it's definitely, um, big two adjacent. The DC deceased books hmm. kind of, the, I don't know if anyone remembers from last year, the, uh, the miniseries where the anti-life equation manifests as a zombie plague and 
takes over the earth. They're doing a supplemental um, digital book. I think I can't remember the name of it right now. The main book itself right now is DC's Dead Planet. So it's the aftermath, basically the part two of the original series, kind of taking you back to what's left of this earth. And then the other digital, all digital right now is DC's Hope at World's End, which is kind of supplemental materials to the original series. But both books are gut-wrenching and beautifully illustrated. And Zombie Plastic Man is terrifying. <laughs> like, legitimately terrifying. And you forget that, like, in the Doug Mankey... Oh, was it Doug Mankey? Doug Mankey was drawing it. Who wrote it? Doesn't matter. Maybe Jeff Winnick. Um in that run of JLA with the Obsidian Age, Plastic Man exists for 300,000 years just under the scene particle. He's insanely powerful. And they made it a zombie. And it's terrifying, Chris. <laughs> I can imagine. It's, it's a lot. But that's, yeah, that's outside my, my, my big two, I guess. But I'm ready to talk a lot of big two because I have caught up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um... We're gonna so normally we do DC first and go to Marvel, but we have some big stuff to talk about with DC. So we're gonna start Marvel first. Um and say I, I was trying to get all the way caught up on X of Swords and then I realized that I need to read basically read all the X books. It's Ten of Swords. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ten of Swords. Uh I forgot that I actually need to read all the books. So I've only read the first <laughs> and I was like, so I gotta catch up. So I'm not all I I, I read the first I read everything I have up. Bad news, Chris. You doing now? I have bad news. What? All the books are good. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but so, so here's the thing. It's not so. It's it's good news and bad news, right? It's good right. news. The good news in this. The, oh no, no, I'll do the bad news. First. The bad news is I I have to read all the all the X books to to catch up to where I'm at because I I went to go read the the next uh, X Men that is also uh Ten of Swords, but it's like yeah, uh, issue uh this is uh part ten out of twenty two. I was like oh shit. Okay, I gotta <laughs> I, I gotta go back. I, I can't I can't I can't just jump to part ten. Um, no. the good news is because I'm already subscribed to almost all the books, it's only two other, it's only two other ones I need to get. Like, so I can doing a pure 1990s X-Men crossover yeah. where all the books have to re be read. Yeah. But we're okay with it. Like, no right. one's complaining. Right, right. It's like, shouldn't, oh, but wait, I was, I was really about to be mad. I, I was like, I can't believe this. Chris, this is the, the point where I have to see which books in which order I have to read them during the week. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know that I got three X-Books this week. I need to know which order to read them in because they are chronological for this story. Yeah, I know. That's what that's the problem. It's like, oh wait, I can't. So, and that was the problem. I couldn't get up today because I was like, I have most of the books, but it's like I gotta go find out. The, I gotta get the reading order, so I make sure I read them in the right order. So I was like, oh, damn it, all right. So I'm not gonna do this, but I'm I'm all the way up on there. Before we even get to that, before we get the ten of swords out, I do want to talk. Cause I think the ten of swords crossover is. Oh man, hold on. Which which one is that? Twelve. It's like twenty-two part. No, it's twenty-two, but the X, the actual X Men book. Four. Um, hold on, I'm looking right now. It may be twelve. I think it's twelve. Uh, let's see. Yes, actually, no. It's because the first one's like the prequel for it. So that's twelve. Right. The new, the latest one is thirteen. I do want to talk about eleven because eleven is the one that the Empire crossover. And that's the one with Exodus talking to the kids about basically the legend of Magneto. Listen here, guys. <laughs> Listen here. It's the X-Men. I know Hickman's telling the X-Men story, so I don't have hope that this all ends. It's going to end so bad. Yeah, I don't have hope that it ends like, like the not shit. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have hope. They weaponized the brood? What's happening? Yeah. We've got too many problems. I don't have hope that this ends in no, anything ends other than tragedy. Badly. Yes, this is definitely going to end in some kind of tragedy. However, part of me, because of just growing up on the X-Men and knowing how they always get the shit end of the stick all the time, I have been enjoying the, the fleeting moments at this point of the X-Men basically saying, we don't give a shit. And Magneto in that issue where he's just basically like, the coyotes are coming down. He's just like, no, 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 we're going to drop. And he drops that. He drops like a ton of, 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 of satellites on that one dude who gives this big speech about how he's going to rip Magneto apart. And Magneto just stands there and just drops a couple of, uh, couple of satellites on him and just like, now we're going to go to the moon and finish this right now. I'm just like, God damn. The hair. This is the X. You know what? So I've been reading a lot of like mid 2000s, 2010 X-Men. Mm-hmm. Just kind of as just a relaxation away from the world. They're pushing all those ideas to this is Hickman saying utopia was a good start. Mm-hmm. And saying, ooh, schism, the schooling part, that was important too. They don't want a clone stories, haven't we? Sinister's now like a clone trope, which what they've done with Sinister is <laughs> he's fast. At one point during the latest issue of Marauders. He's walking through a, a bazaar in Otherworld. I love this series. I can say that sentence. And he, because he had to trade his cloak, his cape to get in, he's just so insecure. He speaks to like just a random peasant. He says, I apologize for how I look. I normally have a cape. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's gorgeous. Sinister is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's, you, you can see the power. And it, they, this even comes up in. Uh, Tenosaurs, where they were just like, yeah. yo, we have too, there's too many things going on. There's too many enemies. We have enemies new and old going on. We have to be careful. But at the same time, like, while I have this feeling it's going to end in tragedy, at the same time, they also seem to know this and they're, they're preparing. So even in that issue, they kind of talk about how because of all the attacks they've been having on Quokka, they've been, they've, been exp- they've been doing some different plans and all the plans that the yeah. Quiet Council has put together. And so one of them they talk yeah. about is the basically combining of powers of different mutants. And so yeah. when you get Magma and then Iceman, and you literally have Magneto just quietly, just like calmly going, all right, I know we're in the middle of attack, but can you please uh, reach out and find Magma and find uh, Iceman for me? All right, um, Magma, we're going to, you know, find, find those back volcanoes. About? Yeah, that thing, that, that thing we talked about? She's like, oh, I get to finally erupt a volcano? Sure, yes, great, great let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, and it's just like the way he's just so calm. And he, like when he says, when they're like, hey, yeah, um, uh, uh, Scott is on the moon taking care of the problem there, so we kind of need you. Hey, old man, we need you to kind of do He's like, ah, okay, I guess I'll even get dressed for this one. I'm just like, this dude, it's so good, man. I love the, I like, again, I get it. I feel like it's going to end. It's, it's so got to end terribly just because they're, they're, all, you're right. All, all these big things are happening. You, this is also a race that has been at war yeah. their entire life. Right. And so that's also why I'm just like, it also, also feels so different because like, they're also prepared for that war. And they're just like, all right. And You're just, not going to catch them. You may catch them off guard. It will not last long. Right. And so just the way that Magneto acts in that entire issue with Exodus telling the story of, of Magneto to the kids. And stuff, I'm just like. What is a hero? What is a hero? I'm just like, oh, this is like Hickman gets it. Like, it's so good. It's so good. And then because like I, I finished reading Empire, right? And we'll get to Empire in a minute. And I remember I, I didn't read the crossover with X-Men before I finished Empire. I remember they were like. 
uh, at one point, there's a quiet mention of like, but there's still a Death Seed on the moon. They're like, uh, no, actually, um, the X Men took care of that and said it's fine. <laughs> and I'm just like, huh, I wonder how they did that. And I go to read the X Men crossover. I was like, oh, oh, they just, they, they said, fuck this shit. <laughs> Care. I want you off our lawn. It's right. like the, it's the, I want this off my lawn moment from astonishing writ large. Right, all the time, and I'm just like, yeah, Absolutely. they, yeah, just constantly doing that shit. It's like, hey, we're trying to not do this. We're trying to be do the right thing, but fuck, all right, we got to go this way. Not be tested. Well, well, and again, like you said, they're they're trying to do different things, but you're also starting seeing that they have to. They can't completely go that way. The, the one of the things the Quiet Council were talking about how they don't want to do combat training. That's like the thing that they learned about with um with you know xavier in, in a school right you know we talk about it's a school but it's also a combat school like they train these kids and how and constantly train these kids and how to protect themselves and then you know, this is where they and so they now have basically what it is it's a volunteer ar- army like they volunteer if you want combat training they'll teach you how to to train yourself uh but They've they don't want a generate like i guess that's great for the kids this entire generation can fight right you know, and, and but then they also do things like you know the evacuation plans they 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 implanted in people's mind. Like it's just the way that they're they're doing all this stuff and putting all this together is definitely different. And I get it why it's scary, you know. And and it all oh, is tying back to uh, powers and house. You know, it's all tying back to those and, things. And, and let me remind you, the thing that we haven't really seen in all these myriad of threats, this whole thing started. The whole story gets kicked off with them blowing up a facility that was going to lead to a Nimrod. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit being juggled right now. But one of the things we learned from the back matter was, and I've, like I said, I've been rereading a lot of X Men. The Nimrods of eventuality. Yeah. It's not something that that occasionally happens. It always, they described the te- technology as, as man discovered fire. It was not so much that they discovered it, but that it was always there. Right. And. There's a lot of dude, like the things, and I and I hate doing this, but if if you love yourself, all the Xbox. Yeah. No. There's a couple that didn't make it. I think they cut short that Psylocke book, which and had to be done. Mm-hmm. But the, the ma- ones the, that are the, around the, right the, now, the, the, and the major Hellions. ones, right? Too. Hellions. Yeah. Marauders. Yeah. We got to read Marauders. Is creepy. Yeah, it is. Um. I, yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. You you need. I didn't know I'd like teenage dickhead Cable as much. <laughs> like he's not X Men. He's clearly it's not that naked. He's clearly Cable eventually. Yeah. But he's like like there's a there's a I think the newest issue of X Men. He's talking. He's with Scott and Gene, and they call him suddenly. All this shit it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But he's also like Gene. Can you tell us any minds around? She says he's like I can also read read minds as you don't practice telepathy enough. <laughs> Focusing on telekinesis too much. Yeah. Wow, that's just like this is strange but cool but strange and yeah, yeah. I get the and and what's the are you are you reading FF? Uh, I'm not all the way caught up on it, but I still have okay. it. Yes. So he ends up on Kur- Kurokoa. Oh, Franklin, and like hanging out and like gets his ears <laughs> pierced. <laughs> I mean, Scott was it Scott that told told told, told oh, in the first issue, yeah, during dawn. Yeah, so, it's like. When he's ready to be as real as other family. Yeah. <laughs> family can come home. <laughs> but it's 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 interesting to see how this is branching out and touching the rest of the universe. Like you said during Empire, but, the X-Men have got the moon. Right. 
But that's but that's so that's the other thing too. It's like because it's Hickman, we know his this is doing the long game. And it's so funny right now that the big things I'm reading right now are both from Marvel and DC are two two of my favorite long form right long storytelling uh writers in in Hickman and, and Snyder. Um and they're doing these massive things. So part of me thinks you're right. We haven't gone back to the Nimrod thing in a while, but I think that's gonna that's the that's the four fact, right? That's the thing that we come back to. And it then comes down to like, it's an eventuality, but, and it, they'll probably put the X-Men on the ropes for a while, but like the X-Men have to be planning for that. Right. Right. This has to be, I mean, is this all day? Cause Moira's in the no place. Like that's the other, like there's a lot of shit. Happening. Right. Right. There's a, this is right. I'm so, doing the, I'm going to hit you with everything. So you can't focus on anything. And then the cross and now Ten of swords. So now we're not, now we're all focused on this shit. Right. Which is apparently going to be a huge fucking problem because you can't die in another world, otherwise you really die. Right. Right. You know. But even the resurrections have been like problems. Have you, are you up on Marauders? Because uh, not up on Kitty Pride stuff. Not up on Marauders now. I know okay. Kitty's back, but also that yeah, yeah. I, I need to catch up on, yeah, on that I'll stuff. Catch up. I'm not going to spoil. Just it's very, very, very. Like they're doing so much in these books. Yeah, and I it, am just yeah, so thankful. To, right, I'm almost the, taking X Men this seriously. Yeah, it's the X Men are back. You know, <laughs> this is this is. And guess what? Every mutant's an X Man, and that's one thing that got me too. Is they're like the X Men are doing. It. I'm like, you know, Apocalypse is there. It's like, holy shit, they're all X Men. Right. Holy shit, they're all X Men. Right. Right. just recruited his biggest army ever. Yeah, in any of Moira's timelines. Who did? Oh, uh, Apocalypse. Yes. No, Xavier did. Oh, Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. Say what you will. Moira, by letting him see the futures in the beginning of this timeline, she changed everything. Yeah. She changed Charles. Because guess what? The nice, kindly Charles Xavier that a lot of people think about, that Charles never existed. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This is the Charles that ignored danger when it became sentient, that sent the second class in after the first class, and then the third class that no one, and then we actually talk about. But yeah, Vulcan. And those guys, they died trying to save his first class. Mm-hmm. This is that Charles Xavier. Yeah. Onslaught Charles Xavier. Yeah. And if we're doing X-Men Greatest Hits, I'm super nervous. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, the thing to me is like... All killed the... him. They killed him in the first fucking week of the books. Yeah. Well, so Bring him back! It, and everyone's it, like, yeah. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, Proteus is just an empty Xavier shell. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all of that. I mean, the stuff with um, you know, the fact that there's so much focus on the plants. I'm like, how's that going to relate to Nimrod? Like, Nimrod comes back as now also. They or, let yeah. Doug infect the island on the first appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Warlock's already integrated with this island. What are we doing here? Well, so the, the thing, it's like, for us as X-Men fans, this is all like, this is all in poorly, but like, what if this is also, the, the, the scary part to me is like, what if this is all like, the plan though? What if this is like, the plan to prepare all, for? Like, but the thing is, it can all end poorly in like 17 different ways right now. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, there, there's so much going on and, and I, I love it. And, and again, what's so great about this is, the X book itself, the, the main X book, is kind of the jumping off point for everything else, right? Yeah. They hit you with certain things and do things, uh, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll come back to that later. 
you know, and, it, and it's a jumping off point for when these things happen. So you, they, they let you know, and then they're like, yeah, this is the event coming down, or this is the big thing that's going to come down later, but you need to remember it. It might not happen for, you know, six months, but you need to remember like that. When Excalibur launched, everyone's like, oh, a tertiary X-Book. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we're in Otherworld, and Betsy's now the Captain Britain. Big deal. And now you're like, oh. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, the X books. That's just everything. Anything with mutants in it, <laughs> you need to read. Everyone's an X Man. Yeah, everybody's an X Man, and um, yeah. So, um, if you if you like a property and your Jonathan Hickman's on the way, just hold on to your butt. Like, don't don't second guess it. Don't ask questions. Just be like, thank God Jonathan Hickman shine his light on the thing that I love. That is my new approach to X Men. Yeah, I just because. Oh boy, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the end game is for it, but like, I know is Hickman, and so we're. Can, in can we go X Men adjacent for a second? Yeah, there's a Juggernaut miniseries out. No, oh. it's good, and it's kind of they're one shot in nature. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm pulling up right now. I'm trying to see who's writing it because it's. I just, I've really enjoyed it. But two issues are out. I think it's a five issue run, and it's kind of. You know, what, what does Kane Marco do when the, the thing he identified with the X-Men are no longer around? And it's, uh, it's interesting. It's very cool. I, I would recommend that one out. Um, also, not X-Men adjacent, but I, I want to use it to backdoor into the next book I want to talk about, Maestro. Um, it's kind of the story of how the Hulk became um, the last, you know, kind of super being on the planet in the uh, classic uh, Peter David storyline. And I think it may pay off again. I think it's tied to what's happening in the Immortal Hulk book eventually. <laughs> but it's been cool. It's been interesting to watch and read. And um, yeah, it's a really good story so far. But let's, I, like I said, I use this to talk about this. Al Ewing needs help. <laughs> and everyone who draws in that book needs help. Every artist on Immortal Hulk needs help. Are you up on Immortal Hulk? I am not. I need to. I, I read. I read. I read it in turn. I think I caught all the way up with what was in Marvel Unlimited a while. So I basically wait like a while to catch all the way up. And I read. I read it through Marvel Unlimited. Well, let me tell you, Al Ewing's gone insane. Well, no, I think the last time we talked because I, I know some of the spoilers for it. But I think the last time we talked, wasn't he? Didn't he like he destroyed everything? Right. I thought he was. This is the one where he um, he defeated Franklin. Oh, last time we talked was the future issue. Yeah, the future issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, you haven't read since then. I've never. I, I didn't even read up to that point, so it's fine. Well, <laughs> um, I, I, we can't talk about the book. No, we can't. No, no, it's fine. No, I, I, it's gonna take. It's gonna take. It's gonna take me way too long. I have too many other things. So just okay, talk cool. about it. Fine. Yeah. So there's an issue called the Mini Lies of Samuel Stearns, and it seems to come out of nowhere until you realize that Samuel Stearns keeps going through the green door too, and he keeps getting smarter until you realize the leader is actually doing all of this. The points when you see the Hulk locked up in his mindscape, it's because the leader's taking the taking the wheel. That Hulk into the universe, mm-hmm. that idea was sitting back through time to the leader. 
That wasn't the Hulk. That was Stearns and Hulk's body. Mm. Al Ewing is crazy. <laughs> Al Ewing has rolled out this, this reinvention of the gamma idea of the Hulk mythos, tied it with this like demonic entity and written a fucking horror story. It's 50 issues, I think we're gonna end that. So we're at 38, I think is out. So we're, we're staring down the barrel of the last 12, and I don't know what's going to happen, and it's terrifying. And, yeah, I can't even, you I, know, I can you know, really you know, take it into the book. You know, you know what's so great about that? It, it's something we talked about, the same thing happened so many times. That with, when it comes with the Hulk books so many times, it's like they, you have this super powerful character, and they find hard times that when you, when you don't have a connective story, when you don't have one creator on there, you have a hard time kind of figuring out, like, what, what are we going to tell? What the story we're going to tell, how we're going to tell it. Sometimes it's just these one-off stories here here, there. What Al Ewing is doing here is, one, he's getting back to the horror roots of the Hulk anyway, right? Because the Hulk, we've talked about this. You know, the Hulk was born out of horror. And so to bring it back to its roots, and honestly, overall, bring Marvel back to its roots in that case, was a, was a, was a brilliant idea. And it's another one of those things of really making... The Hulk, more than just the Hulk, also expanding on the idea of what, what, what gamma radiation, what gamma is, and things like that. You know, that's also another big thing. So, it's like, I like what they're doing there because now you have a foundation that you can continue to build on for the next people that write the Hulk or, or use them in new places to build on, right? And so, yeah, no, I, it, it's a brilliant book. I know I'm not called the way, all the way up, but it's, it's been a brilliant book. Even more interesting for me is that, like you said, the, the Gamma uniting all these characters, for years it was like, oh, you invented a Hulkish character because you kind of capitalize on being the Hulk. And it's like, no, 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 no. These things matter. It's, it's the Marvel thing of taking its past and making it matter. Like, yeah, we invented, we made Betty, we made Betty Ross the Harvey because we need another Gamma character. Like, no, 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 now that matters. And now there's a reason, an intelligence behind it. I don't know, I really... The stuff he's done to make the Hulk more cohesive and interesting for me has been a real, really big selling point. Um, there's a mini series out, Marvel's X. It just finished. It is uh, Jim Kruger, Alex Ross on art, and it's. I mean, if you read Marvels and you kind of know that story, and you read Earth X, you kind of know this is the connected tissue between those two. So Earth X is really Earth where everyone's been kind of mutated up to the Terrigen Mist over the planet, and. This is the story of the last boy on Earth, the last boy who was unchanged and his quest to find the heroes that could save him. And it's a really good story. So just wanted to big up that mini series. Um, the new Iron Man series is out. Are you reading that? No. No. It's good. It's um they're coming out swinging with a really big villain. Um, so I don't know. It's always interesting to me when it's Michael Korvac. Like they're going Korvac in an Iron Man book. To start the series, <laughs> which, you know, because the whole thing you're like, we're going back to basics. I'm like, so then why is Space God the first villain they're fighting? <laughs> it just, I don't I mean, maybe, and again, this is me being deeply cynical, too many comic books, deep home. I, I also, that's one of the things I, uh, uh, that the comedy in, uh, when you were in uh, Empire and you had uh, Tony and, and, and Reed talking, yeah. and, and Reed is like, Come on, man! You get to get you just you seem like you're not being yourself. You are over here, you're you're building a suit. And he's like, he's like, Reed, 
that that is who I am. Like that's I'm always I'm not, that's, that, that's my process. That's what our process is. I'm always in a cave with my toys building a suit. That's how I solve problems. <laughs> like, and I'm like, and I had to sit there going like, they all the morning, going like, eh, well, you know what? He's not, a, not, not wrong. Not wrong. He's not wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Empire now. Yeah. So you finished Empire. Yes. What'd you think? I thought it was fine. I think, I think the long lasting impacts of Empire are more along the lines of the fact that you have a, you, you have a, a new cosmic uh, it, it, new cosmic landscape, right? In the fact that, right. well, there's no longer a Skrull Cree war. And what does that mean in the long terms? You know, yeah. um, and somehow I don't feel safer. <laughs> a good, good way to feel. Did you get to read um, the Immortal Hulk one shot from Empire? I didn't. So it's Jin in the Green Door. Mm. Because she dies in Empire. Right. And she comes back, but this time in the below play, she meets Stern. He says, "You'd you'd you'd make my life more more miserable if you because I can turn doors green or red. Red means you can't go back through." Mm-hmm. He says, "I'll let you back through this time, but Jennifer, don't die again." Hmm. Like it's it's some shit, but yeah, the Empire. I I liked it. I I thought that it was a good way to elevate kind of the young Avengers characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think I think I think it was I think it was fine. Um, I, and again, like I said, to me, the bigger thing for me is that, you know, a lot of times what happens with some events, people go, well, that didn't change anything. Nothing well, here right. it does. The fa- I mean, cause the, the, the foundation of this whole, of all of empire is that the scroll and Cree empires are no longer fighting and are unified. And even after this, cause I was worried about that. Like by halfway through, I was like, oh wait, no, they're going to, they're going to still be at Split war. Back up. Yeah, Split yeah. back up. But the end that's still there. You know, and so I think that is big and is clearly going to have some big implications going forward because what, well, what the fuck, <laughs> you know, that's a, that was a huge, that, that's a huge thing that kind of shaped the cosmic in Marvel, you know? And so now that that's not there, what I, it's one of the things that they always say that when you're, when you have people that are fighting for so long, when you give them peace. That's when you start getting things that really start going off the rails because people don't know anything about war. So right. now you have two two warring, like warring societies. If you think about it, if, you, when you really think about it, the Kree are definitely a warrior people, and so are the Scrolls at that point. So when yeah. you have warrior cultures and you're telling them, "Well, we no longer have an enemy; we are just at peace," they're gonna go find some fucking enemies, right? <laughs> are you are you reading Guardians of the Galaxy? No, 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 not okay. Sure. So this week's issue. Has the basically the fallout because Marvel Boy is one of um, the Guardian crew now, and he is the representative of the uh, what are they called? Utopian Cree, which is a splinter Cree group that believes in peace, not war. And so he comes to the Congress of the Universe of the Galaxy and is basically like, "I'm representing the Utopian Cree. What is the Cree stand? What is the new Cree Scroll Alliance stance on the Utopian Cree?" And uh, Super Scroll is one of the delegates. He's like, "Well, we want to see you folded in, and you know." Be welcomed up in arms, and you see this the Cree representative just like shaking like with rage, and he says, "But what if we refuse?" And he says, "Well, you know, of course, for while while the emperor is on his throne, you know, nothing nothing would befall you." He says, "And if the emperor wasn't, and the Cree guy just starts screaming, we would rend your head from your body and destroy you and send you throughout the spaceways." And then everyone freezes, and Super Troll turns to him and says, "Even I know there's a better way to say that." <laughs> it's so funny because. 
their problems are still their problems. Like the utopian right. creed existing is still an issue for the crew, but now they've been told not to do anything about it. And now the scroll are just like, look, man, I get that you're pissed about this, but we really need to hold better. We need to look better than this. This is insane. Right. Right. I love it. Like, like we're a week. We're, I'm, it's one week of this so far for me. And I'm just like, it was all worth it. Screw right. it. This is perfect. Right. Right. It's just like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most. <laughs> this is the, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I also love the fact that the Hawkling and, and Wiccan got uh, got married, so they, yeah. they got that in there good too. For the good, good, for the kids. Good, good for the kids. Um, Even though Wiccan probably shouldn't exist, huh? Look, man, he's one of he's one of Wanda's kids that died, know, never existed, and then was created through his own her craziness. Like at some point, a reckoning must occur for this. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> also, remember, um, <clears throat> Wanda's still on the shit list for the X Men too, right? So with everyone, yeah. So. <laughs> At some point. At all times. Right. So, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I, um, that's the one I'm looking at and seeing where, where they go with next. I mean, obviously, X-Men has my, my big focus right now, but, right. like, that's a huge thing. And, uh, complete and, and, bomb here. There's another miniseries that you guys should check out. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, two former Captain Americas working together to uncover... Um, obviously some espionage type shit, but it's uh, I've I've enjoyed it. I think there's one issue left right now. Um, but yeah, it's a really good series showcasing Bucky and Sam on their own adventure. Cool. Um, when here did you see then? Oh, are we not going to talk about the King in Black? Oh, Black Panther. Oh no 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 no! Oh, you uh, talking about um Black Black Bolt? I'm talking about Venom. Venom. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Because you and I, for two years, have been like, this Venom book's better than it should be. Yes. Why is this Venom book so good? (laughs) And now Venom is launching another line-wide crossover. Yes, we had the the, um, Maximum Carnage arc that took over all the books for a while. We're getting another Venom event. Someone else is recognizing how good this book is. And the symbiote god is going to be taking over Earth. And yes, is Venom a creation from an overbloated 90s that needed an edgier, dirtier, grimier version of the hero? Of course it is. But somehow they turned it into something else? I just want I, I couldn't let the podcast go on without mentioning that. Also, uh, they revealed who Kindred was in Amazing Spider-Man. Um, if you haven't if you've been reading, you know who it is, just because it's, there's no one else it could have been. And I think the reveal wasn't as strong as it could have been, but I do think the fallout's going to be just as big. Like, the story does not suffer the fact that we all probably guessed it. Right. Um, let's, go, let's go to DC, because you, you were very excited to have finally caught up. Yeah, no, no, no. So, and because you know, you've been talking about death metal for the longest time. So, before we even get to that, I before we get to death metal, I, I do want to say that I caught up on. Well, let's you know, let's do even before we get the Justice League stuff. Before we get to any of the Scott Snyder stuff, let's say because I don't think we did it before. Did we talk about it during? Did we talk about the end of the Flash before? No, we didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Josh Wilmson comes <laughs> an end on the Flash, and um. Man, man, this he nailed is, it. I just this is a flash story, yo. This is this was that's a, a run. That's dude. a run. That that is a that is a good flash run. Not only just a good flash run, it's a good Barry Allen run, 
right? Because that's yeah, right. That was the thing that gets me for a long time is like having I have a lot of good flat uh, Wally runs that I, I read and things like that, but a good Barry run, and this is this is it. This gives you it's everything. It's and also a good Wally run too. No, it is a good Wally Wally run. It's a good, it's a good, it's but a good Flash run. But like, really, to kind of get and cut down to the the core of who Barry Allen is, um, yeah, this this was this was great. This was great. And did you read Death Metal? Um, Speed Metal. I did. We can talk about that when we because that just yeah, but that was my moment, man. That was my because he wrote that too. He's like yeah. that's that's the epilogue to my Flash story. Yeah. It's and he fucking nailed it. Well, it, it so it, 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 we'll save I'll save for speed metal in a minute, but like for the, the, the flash run here, just coming to the end and basically I'm gonna say for now, because we know at some point Earbod will be back and he'll remember and we'll go back from what we, we, it's just what he does. But even just you know, this eternal struggle between Barry and Eobod and how it comes to an end this time, it was great. It was it was good. Um so I, I don't know who the new writer is yet. I, I read the first issue. I can't remember his name. Um, everyone says they want to tell a Dr. Alchemy story. And I don't know if you remember, but that's how one of uh, Jeff Johns' runs ended with like mm-hmm. Alchemy almost getting like talking about in his, in his uh, cell, talking mm-hmm. about getting out. So hoping with that for yours is a strong claim. Let's just. It's like opening with, with Michael Korbach. Like it's just. Ah, you made me nervous by making that claim. I just made me nervous. But yes, talk about I love Josh Williamson. Like, you want to talk about a flash story? And for me, I, Chris, we're 90s kids. So a flash family story, yes. But it's a Barry Allen story. And it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Rebirth on. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, and I think that's the, the big thing for me is. So there's, there's, there's two things, right? I'm going to get the bad out the way now before we talk about mostly good stuff. So. And, and no, no, and it's not like bad in, in that. It's just that there's, there's two things I think still plague and hurt DC, even with the Scott Snyder stuff. It's one, it's that it, it takes us a long time to get through all their stuff. <laughs> like, it's, it's a long, like, it's a, and so the, the pieces don't always fall together because when you think about what, so, and you've been talking about this a long time for, 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 for what Scott, Scott Snyder has been doing, right? And that they're really telling, and they even stayed in the title of some of the, the, uh, the, the title pages of some of the, um, the death metal stuff. It's, it's the anti-crisis crisis event that they're doing here. And it's great. It's fine. But it's like all the pieces they've been doing together and, and Rebirth are tying together. It's just been like, you just have to, it depends on you having the faith in them <laughs> to do it. And I think that's where we're kind of lacking. Also, maybe this is not true, but I was I, I caught up on Scott Snyder's um, Justice League stuff, yeah. and then what happened was he moves over the death metal, and the Justice League book continues. But it, it, it not, I don't think it, it stumbles along, right? And I'm just like, but wait, what's but we're doing death metal, like, <laughs> and so like I was so confused. I'm like. Do I not, but then, but I don't the, think I read an issue after that. Well, no, but, but then, but then, so like, so I, Scott Snyder ends on thirty nine, right? And uh, yes. so I, I, so let me go all the way back. So I started reading, catching up on the, the, the Scott Snyder stuff, so the, 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 the year of the villain stuff, the stuff with um, uh, um, the anti monitor monitor and the world forger, 
Uh, Lex, cool Apex. World building, world building stuff. Yeah, all this world building is all great. Like, even down to the fact that you get to the, the, uh, the, the Doom War stuff and, and the Justice League loses. <laughs> like, literally loses. They make, the, they make this pitch to the people, to the people of, of Earth, all the Earths, of saying, believe in us and not in Doom, so Perpetua can't come back. And she's like, well, no, no, I knew you guys were fair. I knew that they would choose Doom. And the people turn away. And the Just League yeah. loses. Right? And so you get this, and you get this moment where the Quintessentials come back, and, and, um, and they save, the, they save the, the Big Seven. Again, because this is the other thing, too, with, with Scott Tyner doing is he's really focusing on the Big Seven. Right? Even right. with bringing uh, Aquaman back. You know, after drowned uh, drowned Earth, right? Uh, Aquaman back, so you get the the full Big Seven back. He's he's really made uh, John Jones like 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 to the point of like, do we really care to corner this dude? <laughs> like to the point of like, you know, Martian Manhunter is that dude that now, right? Yeah. And and so you get this final moment of the just league going in to try to to do this, you know, to save, make this last pitch to save the multiverse. And they go into the white, and you know it's going to be death metal next. And then you go to the next issue of the Justice League, and it's just like, yeah, we're we're doing something. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is this, is this part of the is this part of the, the storyline? It's a whole new writing team. It's somebody. And I was like, DC, what are you guys doing? Why is why are you? This doesn't make any sense. Like that to me is like it's just what are you guys doing? And then. So that's at like issue 39. So that's 40. So for the next 13 issues, they're telling this other Justice League story that has nothing to do with death metal. And then in, yeah. 50, 50, and in 53, it's back to a tie-in with, with death metal. And I'm just like, God. And Josh Williamson, I think, is the one that's writing the. Is writing the. the tie-in's good. And, no, and the tie-ins are great. Because the, the tie-ins actually go. The, the, the tie-ins go into the story that's being told. It's, it's finishing the story. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys why did you guys do that? It's like 13 issues of, wow, no one really made it. It's 13 issues of just telling another fucking story that doesn't matter. I, I'm sorry, super, but it does at this point. Irritating. And I'm just like, what are you fucking doing? And I think that, is a, again, I, I had to get that out now because I'm going to talk about the goodness of this going forward. But that was the thing that, bo- that, that, blow, that, that throws me off because it's like, and I, and I have a feeling that with me being a seasoned comic writer, if that's throwing me off, how's it really connecting with other new writers? Our readers, like, how are you telling somebody? Yeah, you know, Scott Snyder telling this big story that's basically saying it's basically hitting you with the Marvel line they did with, with Agent Shield. It's all connected. Don't forget your history. All the history matters. That's literally what we're doing with the Scott. Uh, and we're going to be honest. That's what Scott Snyder's saying. Going all the way back to you know, uh, we had just talked about this in the in the, in the, in the Superman things, like you know, when uh, thinking I can't I think it's Death Metal three. Where they have Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and each of the different crises. So one, uh, Batman's at yeah. the the end of uh, if if the crisis is actually if they had actually if the heroes had actually lost the crisis. So you have yeah. Batman at Infinite uh, 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 Crisis on Infinite Earths. You have um, Superman at Final Crisis, and Wonder Woman is in uh, Infinite Crisis. And I'm like, you're going all the way back to this, you know. Even with the the, the uh, on on the Batman side, you're you're you've gone all the way back to because wasn't it Morrison that did the Bar- Barbados stuff first? The Batman yeah, stuff. That was Barbados was uh, Bar- yeah Morrison during Final Crisis. Right. It's like we're doing all this stuff to bring all this stuff together. It's, it's the stuff that you know um, 
we always say uh, we always say it's a moralization of DC, but it's, it's it's when DC is at its greatest when they remember their history and and what Scott Snyder's doing right now is is really telling us that not only do do you all the readers remember the history, we the creators and we here realize we do too. And it's telling if you want to get down to that meta commentary of you, we kind of fucked up because we go in here and we we we. And, you know, if you've read Death Metal, it's super. It's not just kind of meta commentary. Yes. Superboy Prime and Wonder Woman have a conversation about comic books. Yes. Yeah. It's just commentary. It's it's, it's uh, yeah self aware. Like if you want to say like you and I would always talk about how meta um, Secret Wars was. Oh, is this is very Secret Wars? Yes. To a bigger this is that for them. This is the Secret Wars. This is this is this is DC Secret Wars, but I venture to say even bigger. Oh, for sure. Because this is the first time that they've really tried to really come and reconcile their history. Right? Completely. You know, not erase it, reconcile it, which is a difference, right? This is why we always used to jokingly say, oh, they're doing another crisis, because we always feel like, to us, when I hear crisis, I hear erasure. What are you guys going to forget? What are you guys going to change? What are you guys going to get rid of this time? And it feels like, that's why it feels like, you know, as Zack Snyder said, I mean, as Scott Snyder, as Scott Snyder, sorry, shit, dude needs another fucking name. Scott Snyder, as he's putting in the type of of the books every time, it's called the anti-crisis event, is because, again, crisis is always about erasure. What are we going to lose? What are we going to replace? What are we going to change? Here saying, no, we're going to remember all that. You know, the fact that at one point um, in, and this happens before, uh, this happens in the Justice League, but when he, when he brings back the, the Justice Society, or that connection to the Justice Society, and they realize that, wait, there was a team in the 40s that we didn't know about? How do we not know this? You know, it links together uh, what uh, John said in Doomsday Clock. You know, it's pulling all this stuff together, which is making it good. And at the same time, they also realize that the heroes made the mistake. You know, the mistake of during during the Justice Run of not telling, not telling the people what was going on and trying to hide it from them. Right. You know, and all this stuff. So it's like there, like you said, it's so much commentary on how DC has moved forward. Because if you think about it, yo, I'm I'm the people that I'm one of the people that chooses Doom. When it comes to DC, because like, why would I believe you this time? You 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 hide it from us. You don't tell us what you're doing. You come up with these big plans. You think that you, you know better. Then you do it. It sucks, and then we got to go do it all over again. This is literally what you do, DC. Hell no! Yeah. Somebody comes in and tells me they're going to come and wipe it all out, and they have a better plan. I'm probably going to go with them because fuck it. I know they have a plan, and you don't. <laughs> you know, and and so you're seeing that commentary here. With with Scott Snyder's death metal, and and even though it's like I, I had our first, I had a I, I couldn't. You, you we talked about this before. I couldn't get into metal the first time. Right. Um, I want to go back and read it now because I feel like it'll make a little bit more sense. Yeah, I think you read metal then because he's already read Justice League, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll make more the, sense. So it's, it's basically his mission statement for Justice League was they let him do a mini series called Metal. Yeah, and then it turned into what it was, and then that turned. To where we are now, with the Batman who laughs, which taking the mantra of Batman always wins to its logical endpoint, I suppose. I, I do love the fact that when uh, when Harley when they 
when they uh, see the um, the parademons that are the Robins, and and she goes, she's like, "Wait, you? I'm gonna say one thing about you, Bats. You you know Brandon? <laughs> Have you read um, the Robin King special? I did not read the Robin King special yet. Read that one; it's really good. Okay, I'll read that. That's another thing oh. about this too. The tie-ins have been really strong. Yeah, yeah. Speed metal, speed metal with Wally and and oh. Wally running with hey, Batman. The... Who tries too hard? <sighs> so good. Yeah, so good. Also, I love the fact that you get that you you get you know Wally and, and Barry finally having that reconciliation where where Barry admits it's like. You're right. I come. I came back, and I still treated you like the kid. I still treated you like my sidekick, and, and that you would follow in line behind me. And a lot of times, you did. And to me, I mean, that was good for Wally to hear, but it's also good for me to hear because honestly, mm-hmm. it's literally again commentary. It's literally what DC did. Barry yeah. comes back, and you guys literally threw away Wally. Uh, you know, ignoring the fact that again, we've always said this about Wally. Wally is the reason why the Flash is who he is today. Everything we know about the Flash from the Speed Force, everything came during those Wally years. You know, and it's not to say that there's anything wrong with Barry. It's not, but it's like, yo, you can't just throw that away. You know, and and so seeing Wally run, and then when he runs and he and he slowly comes into the red and the and his Flash suit, it's just, and then he 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 meets everybody else. Like it's so good, man. It's just, it's what we needed. I I needed that. I needed that. Um, so I, I will say this also, this goes back from the Jesse thing. Um, I am mad that you also didn't tell me, um, cause you know, I, I hadn't read this, but you were reading this and I'm really upset that you never told me about the, the best Robin ever. Excuse me. <laughs> Look, <laughs> in the I don't know where he goes. I, I don't know, man. He he's up there. I, he might be in my top. Jaro might be in my top three, just because, like, <laughs> like <laughs> Jaro. It's just like, oh my goodness! Like, don't look, not in front of everyone else, right? Not don't let Clark see. <laughs> not in front of Clark. And like, yo, the thing I like about it is one. The other thing too I like is in 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 um. There's a softer. Batman in in yeah. in um in Snyder's runs, which is appreciated because, like I said, we he was going through so much stuff in Tom King's Batman run. So I needed the softer Batman uh, a little bit in in in, in uh, Snyder's run, but like it's it's so good, man. Like <laughs> Jaro calling him dad and all, like it's you just. Know. I was just like, I don't know, man. I I'm kind of he's up there. He's in my he might be in my top three as Robin. <laughs> Well, like since you don't pretend that Amy never did it anymore, I'm so glad he quit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so funny. Well, well, I think at one point Damien is there, and somebody's like, "Like, why is Batman hugging a starfish?" And he's just like, "We don't talk about this." <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's family shame, right? Family shame. I'm just like, I don't know, Damien. He might be a better. He is a better Robin than you, though. So. He listens. Damn it. Right. <laughs> um. But no, like it's it's been so good. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they go with it, and 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 you know now, you know DC's made their has been unveiling unveiling some of their stuff for this next part with their their future state event yep. that's gonna be coming out. Um, and like I said, this is where again I get to this feeling of this feels like Secret War because this feels a lot like what happened with the all new, um, 
the all new Marvel stuff that came out after Secret Wars. Except we know this is temporary. Well, I, okay. So, <laughs> uh, what? Oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm, oh, no, oh. I'm, Am I no, still on toes? No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I was gonna say that I was just gonna uh, I was gonna try to ease into it, but yeah, it's it's so blatantly temporary, right? What? And and it's not not a bad thing at no. all with that. It's just one of those things of you know, it's a weird lie to tell. Right, exactly, and that, and and that's my own, and that's I think that's my problem with it. It's not, it's more along the lines of don't make the same promotional mistakes you made before, where you try to make it seem like this is, you know, permanent when you know we already know it's not permanent because at one point with the new Batman they're talking about something following the death of Bruce Wayne, but it's like we you guys have literally released the images of Bruce Wayne's Batman. Well, I think I think that's going to be like the public. Like, I, think, I I see what they're doing there. No, delineating the two Batman. Well, one's going to be a probably one's going to be private. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, and I understand that. We understand that. But when you promote it as the new Batman is this, and then you do you undermine you undermine yourself. And I just want them to be prepared because what's going to happen is come February, people are going to be like, see, like I just want people to know that you could have done a handle a little bit better. But yeah, you're no, you're right, and. To me, what I'm most intrigued by is to see what they do with it, how long, and even if it's temporary, do you, do you take the lessons that Marvel learned from the Secret, Secret Wars and you still make some of those characters permanent? Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, are, are we asking that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 it was almost rhetorical because I, I know the answer. They might keep Black Wonder Woman around. Because they'd already because that was actually seeded during this most re, or I think two Wonder Woman runs ago mm-hmm. they relocated they found a lost tribe of Amazons lost a group of Amazons who relocated the Brazilian uh, rainforest mm. and so they, like so that's one of the interesting things that's happening now is they're making like they're basically saying what if the stories we're telling right now what would happen what's the logical endpoint call it five ten fifteen thirty years from now. Like if you read some of the solicits, you can kind of see where something's going. Some of it, John Kent is the Superman of Metropolis. We all know John Kent is currently in the future serving with the Legion. Clark's um, been exiled from the planet and is working on liberating war worlds across the universe. Diana's got a piece of kryptonite around her neck and a, a bat belt, a utility belt around her waist. It's familiar enough to where, yeah, they could say, oh, this is how it's going to be for X, Y, Z, but we all know where it's going to end up. And, that I'm, and I'm, again, not a negative. And maybe you're right. Maybe you and I are kind of jaded and kind of we see it because we've seen it so often. But I think even the most casual observer, like, they're doing a very good job of not pointing out that they've got a black Batman. Mm-hmm. But if you are you up on Batman current? Uh, no, not the, no, not since. Okay, so they just finished Joker War. Um, and part of that was that Bruce's money gets transferred to Lucius Fox. And they've been talking about how they brought in a writer to, to write a new, a new black Batman. And I think somehow that got folded in this event because I guarantee you Luke Fox behind that cow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, there's a, there's a new, there's a Red X coming, making a move over from Teen Titans. The television series is going to be in the new uh, Teen Titans Future Shock book, talking about the fall of the Teen Titans. A lot of open speculation that's Damien because we have not seen him 
since he tore the uh, the Robin off and quit being Robin, he didn't even show up in Joker War, mm-hmm. which was Gotham falling to the Joker. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they do here, but because we've done the future DC thing before, like there's a very good Batman Beyond book that's just recently ended. What's going to make this different for me? And then that's kind of where I'm at. Like maybe some of these characters, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they do stick around. But for me, it's going to be what impact, like you said, with Empire, the Shi'ar Kree no longer at war, or excuse me, the Korean scroll no longer at war, that changes the landscape of the Marvel Universe. Yes. This could, but part of me with the disjointed nature of what, and even you breaking down how Justice League occurred around death metal makes me nervous. Well, and, and, and that's where, that's where, again, you fool me once. <laughs> right? It's like the, the way they handled the Justice League stuff makes me go, it still doesn't, it still doesn't feel like you're getting it. Because to me, you should have just made the Justice League books death metal going forward from there. Or was that a scheduling? Like, what, what caused it so you guys couldn't do that? Why did you, like, or why didn't you just make them, why did you, why did you start a whole death metal series when you could just kept having Scott Snyder write Justice League and just make it death metal? Like, why did you have to do that? It didn't make any just sense. Just stop the book. Just stop the book or something for a few, for a little, like, why did you feel the need to keep telling another story that feels like it, doesn't matter because you're literally re- you're literally at this point in death metal like this is the other biggest thing too right for what death metal is doing to me i feel like it should be affecting more books because it's literally reshaping the multiverse right like mm. you know even with the we just talk about the we just talk about the flash run we just talk about you know with wilmson and stuff like that but the, we know Barry right now is 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 running while he's stuck in this. Like, so how are we telling? How are these? How are these these books lined up? How is this continuity lined up? And because right now you're not. I mean, again, we look at what they're doing with the X books, right? It's like it's you know where everybody lands. You know where it is. Like there is, you know, even if it's happening on the side, you know, you know, what happened? Like literally in the in the, in the issue eleven. The one with Magneto, right? Mm-hmm. At the beginning of that, Summoner is talking to uh, what's the dude? This rock dude, um, Rockslide. Rockslide. He's talking to Rockslide. They're about to have that game, and that's when the attack happens. You go over to Magneto. Blah blah. blah. When you come back to the next issue, it's them back right back where you started. They're like, oh, let's continue the game. It's like you didn't skip a beat. Like you're still there. It still happened. Like you're 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 you know where you are in that timeline. You know. It, there is none of that with this other, these other books at DC, and that is my biggest fear. You're doing something that, honestly, as big as... as I, I feel like they're... I feel like what Scott Snyder is doing with, 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 with Death Metal is just... And like all the side books that are good, like, how are you doing any other books right now? How are you telling anybody else's story? And the thing is, I... I want to... You're right. Like, objectively, you're right. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't have wanted some of these stories I'm reading. Would I have wanted Williamson Splash disrupted for this? No. Well, no. And, and maybe... Would, but I, maybe would, I, would, would I want this Batman story that I'm currently reading disrupted for this? Probably not. Right. But that's where, that's where the planning comes in. You got you to gotta be like... Agreed. Agreed. You got to find like, a way to... back Dick in these Brad books. Like, 
Richard Grayson is dead. I should be celebrating today. Rick Grayson is dead. Dick is back. Right. I love that line in uh in the Justice League book too, where he's like when somebody goes, you know, what nightwing are you? It's like fair, fair question, fair question. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Fair. Very fair. But like him getting shot in the head matters. Yeah. And it's like and I think that is gonna that's inherently still in the back of my mind. As good as the stuff is individually, I still feel like I'm on a solo track with everything. Like I gotta read it all on its connected, it feels like a high wire act that could end at any second. Exactly. And and so and then you're reading this you're reading this the story from Scott Snyder, which feels like it's very connected. It's telling you everything matters and everything's happened and everything's connected. And you're just like, okay, but where does everything fit in? You know, how do I fit this stuff in? You know, it's it's but again, this is not new, right? This is the thing that happened with um during New Fifty Two when Scott Snyder was writing the hell out of that 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 Batman book and making a very grounded, very character driven book, and at the same time you had a uh, Batman becoming a god in the Justice League books, right? It's like what are we? How do you reconcile all this stuff? And I don't know. Maybe at the end of this, and maybe this is what Future State State does is to give us a, a point to stop, stop to, to jump off from. To say this is how we now make sure everything's lined up and we go from there. Maybe it does, but like. I don't know. It's it's it, it's. We'll believe it when we see it. Right. You know. Like I said, individually on their own, everything is great. That's all very fair. And and I want to just. I I would like to see how. I would like to see. Here's my thing. For all the commentary that Scott Sanders is doing in death metal, I'm wondering if anybody at DC is actually listening. Hmm, that's a good point. Oh, good. What well, great point. And 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 that is that is the thing, right? You know, because whereas when when we did Secret Empire, when we did Secret Wars, so when Hickman did Secret Wars and then Spencer did Secret Empire, you got to think about it. What those writers, who those writers were talking to, were the were the audience, right? They were talking to the reader, like are and are were the readers really listening to, right? Yeah, the always au- a right the. Audience is different. The, the target is different for what Scott Snyder is doing. Scott Snyder is doing, bosses. yeah, he's talking about the people at DC. He's talking about the writer. He's talking about the creators. He's like the people that make these stories. What I'm are we doing? Zack Snyder. I'm sorry. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we could, we could, you know, it is a multiverse. Nope, so technically, nope. it's. <laughs> We've got a pull. We've got a mailbag this week. We'll deal yeah. with it then. Yes. But like, you know, but all of, D- all of DC, right? You know, you guys are. You guys are make, clearly making some moves on the on the comic side. We're doing this. Are we going to make it so that our history matters? Because everything everything I've read through is Justice League is, is is pulling out all the is poking back at them. You did this and it didn't matter. You did this and you know that conversation between Wonder Woman and Superboy, Prime, yeah. right? You know, it's like, come on. The reason why you have a hard time right now with readers siding with you on what the things you're big the big concepts you're doing is because they've had hope in you before and you've abused that hope they need more i'm so excited about rebirth yeah man like i said and rebirth has been overall rebirth has been good you guys have been doing the right thing but now it feels like it ran a steam hmm feels like it ran a steam um aside from the flash but i mean obviously flash and batman have been doing great but like Remember how good that Green Arrow one was? And then it yeah. stopped at 50. Right. 
I think Aquaman stopped too. Yeah. Or stopping, I think. Yeah, you're right. But 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 that's the thing. It's like maybe all this stuff is stopping for a reason, right? Are you stopping them? So now now it makes me think of. So did you stop those books because you know that after Future State you're gonna start them back up and you're gonna get everything back in line, right? And the only reason why you don't stop books like Superman and Batman and things like that is because you 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 can't because they're your big sellers. Well, maybe not Superman right now, but like Batman, you can't stop. You got to keep selling. You got to keep selling bat books. That's what that's what that's what that's what pays the bills, right? And so maybe that's what it is. You can't stop them right now because, you know, you, you need to. And you just want us to hold on. I, and if, if that's the case, and I get why you can't say that up front because then people will stop reading. And maybe you'll find a way to tie them all back in later on. But, like, maybe that's what it is. That at this point, because you're right, they did stop. They stopped the Green Arrow book. They stopped all this other stuff. They stopped all this stuff early. And you're like, oh, wait. Oh, this stuff was good. Why did you stop it? And now you're like, well, maybe this, it was stopping because of this. This is the end game, right? to get everything to a point where you can then start fresh again and start with a new multiverse that is respective of, of everyone's history. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a problem. Maybe. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the death metal stuff has been great. So I'm glad I caught up on it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep reading it. I'm all good on it. Um, yeah. And we'll see where, we'll see where DC goes, uh, early 2021. You know, after Future State, I, I, I can wholeheartedly suggest that you should read Joker. Uh, the stuff of the Joker War. It didn't hit me as well as I thought it would, but it's still a good book. James Tinian writing it. A lot of good bad family moments in the last couple issues of that one. Okay, cool. I'm still uh, yeah, I'm still subscribed to Batman, so I'll just pick them and start reading them. So, um, yeah. anything else we miss here? Um, nothing major. Um, those are the big ones I'm reading, and we talked a lot about the the, the um death metal stuff and. I don't know. I, 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 I should, maybe go back and read Metal and see how it hits for you. Uh, just so everyone knows, Young Justice is hitting HBO Max at the, at the beginning of November because DC Universe is dead. <laughs> dead. DC They're Universe. The same amount of money to, to not have the, the video. So. D, 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 DC Universe is dead. Long live DC Universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate crossover. Oh my god! I mean, honestly, honestly, perpetual falls. Honestly, honestly, DC's crisis stuff has gone so far; it's actually gone into real life. They literally have made a crisis in crisis real on life. This Earth. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, honestly, they, I mean, think about it. They're calling it infinite. They're going from DC Universe to DC Universe Infinite or DC Infinite. Like it's you. You guys couldn't. Oh god damn it! Couldn't DC Final. God damn it. <laughs> I can't wait to see you. That's what's going to come out. You know it's going to happen in like three years. It's going to be like DC final. We have a new idea, guys. I just... Oh, man. All right. Um, Cool. That's the poll list. Again, next poll list will be early uh, 2021, probably January, end of January. So stay tuned for that. Um, I have some ideas I'm going to talk to Deepalm about about next character corner for the, to round up the rest of 2020. So just stay tuned for those. Uh, make sure you subscribe, Character Corner on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. And um, yeah, folks, check out the books we talked about. Check out some more. And uh, until next time, we're out of here. Peace.